It is Thursday, the 15th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport, our deep dive. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Timmy. I'm good, Timmy. And um, plenty of sport on lately, so I'm loving it. Oh, the funniest stuff watching TV. And look, I've been a part of it. I've stuffed up often. Often I have stuffed up, but last night they left the mm-hmm. mics on because what about when the commentators, oh, yeah. the, the Channel 9 commentators had their leather gloves or black gloves on, obviously because of COVID, <laughs> and Andrew Johns overheard. Did you see it? I did, mate. He's calling uh, Lockie, I think, the Boston Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh. Oh, mate, I, I would be paying Andrew Johns to just keep the microphone on when he thinks he's off air. He's a very funny guy and um, some funny things, but you've got to be very careful. Remember Michael Clark? Um, was overheard on the stump mic saying to James Anderson during the Ashes series that get ready for an effing broken arm. So oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be very, very careful. Those those mics out there are very, very strong. Yeah, and Warney last summer was quite funny oh, yeah. as well. And uh, don't forget, of course, uh, the third State of Origin game was last night. New South Wales lost, but we still get the series. We do have the signed New South Wales jersey. So to win that, go and follow us on Afternoon Sport Facebook or Twitter, and we will draw that over the next couple of weeks. On the show today, we've got the boss of the New South Wales Rugby League, David Trodden, here to talk about Game 3 and the series win. And, of course, Australia playing France in the rugby series. We're one all with one to play. Former Wallaby Matt Dunning is on the show. Now, Shane, were you in the audience? Did you somehow make your way from Sydney to the Gold Coast? Because they were booing Daly Cherry Evans, your mate. I know, mate. I tell you, one thing you do not do in this country, you do not underestimate the knowledge of an Australian sporting audience, mate. They, they get it. Um, look, it goes back to they um obviously very disappointed in the leadership of Daly Cherry Evans, the Queenslanders, for the series. So the booing could have been coming from that. But also, if you remember, mate, he was he pulled out the last minute. He was going to go to the Gold Coast mm. and did a uh, did, did a complete 180 and went back to Manly and signed a long-term deal. So they remember things up there in Queensland, and, uh, and fair enough. But no, I wasn't there. But I was booing from home, Timmy, anyway. Does he live anywhere near you? <laughs> Is there, there been a DA that's gone in that's going to block block something? There's a problem. Him and Paul Gallon are your two nemesis. Yeah, I know. And uh, there's a reason for that. Okay. All right, coming up on Afternoon Sport. Next, it is the boss of the New South Wales Rugby League, David Trodden. It's coming home. The State of Origin Trophy Shield, whichever way you want to describe it, is coming back to New South Wales. Of course, right, we had to let them. Uh, well, we didn't let them, but they did get the last victory. But uh, the, the bigger overriding story is that we've won the series. Dave Trodden, the boss of New South Wales Rugby League. How are you? I'm well, Tim. And, it, and it's, been, it's been a great series. And, you know, we, we lost a, a game in slightly disappointing fashion last night. We only got beaten by two points after having played all three games in Queensland and uh, having brought home the shield. And, um, you know, we're busy this morning because we're taking the shield to an engraver whilst uh, <laughs> yeah. others, are, others are reflecting on um, sort of wasting the opportunity of having uh, three games at home. So um, slightly disappointing last night, but... I'm um, focusing on not losing sight of um, the enormity of the overall achievement in winning a, a series where all three games were played with home ground advantage to Queensland. Well, Dave, firstly, yeah, congratulations on that. Just to get three games away is, uh, I'm sure, you've been working around the clock, mate. And um, yeah, as you said, all three played in Queensland, but the series is coming home. Um, let's look at last night's performance. Um, 
picking two hookers, Damien Cook and, and Carassau, was, was a bit of a gamble, wasn't it? Oh, yes and no. I mean, um, but both guys are, are guys that are capable of um, uh, playing in a, in, in a number of different positions. Mm. Uh, Appy's been with the team for the whole of the series, been a wonderful member of the squad. And see, what hindsight's always a wonderful thing, Shane. I mean, mm. we um, last year we went into the third game um, picking exactly the same team that won by 30 in game two, and um, our coach was criticised because he didn't have Ryan Pappenhausen on the bench because he should yeah. have anticipated yep. that uh, James Tedesco would would, uh, would get knocked out um, early in the game. So, you know, Freddie hasn't got too much wrong with uh, selections so far this year, and um, I'm prepared to to back him um, on on that selection because, uh, you know, the, the, the idea, I guess, was that it was going to give us a little bit of um, extra impetus off the bench. I mean, Appy, Appy scored a really courageous try that sort of brought us back into the game late in the piece there. So... Uh, I'm prepared to I'm prepared to back Freddie with that one. Yeah, yeah, I thought he played well. Um, he he's a he's an absolute dynamo, and Penrith will be leaning on him hard with these other guys out injured. Uh, look, I thought it was a scrappy contest. Uh, you know, the referee he's he's good. He's proved himself over over a number of years, Sutton. But last night, the the continual six agains, the laying on the on the player, it, it certainly didn't. It was so stop start for me watching it uh, in my lounge room. Yeah, well, it certainly was stop start, Tim. It didn't it didn't flow like the first two games um, did, and that sort of arm wrestle type game suits Queensland a lot more than it yeah. suits us. You know, uh, Tommy Turbo and Latrell uh, and and Teddy, they you know they didn't have the room uh, that they had in the first couple of games. They didn't uh, they didn't get the opportunity to to develop the rhythm that they developed in the first couple of games, and so. But, you know, that, that said, we only got beaten by two points in a yeah. game. We, we had every opportunity to win. So um, so I'm not I'm not too uh, downcast about the performance. I was really impressed, Tommy Turbo's series, and he was named player of the series. Um, for me, I thought Latrell Mitchell may have really challenged him for that. I thought he had a fantastic series himself. Um, the big difference for Queensland, Caelan Ponga, he, he made a huge difference and it gave, it gave Munster some space. And I thought potentially that, that was the big difference for the Queensland team. Your thoughts on that? He's a quality player, Shane, and yeah. adding somebody like Calum Ponga to the team uh, is, is always going to be is always going to make it a far better team than it was uh, without him. He's just he's an outstanding player, and I think you know one of the things that it highlighted for me was uh, how much uh, difference those those big players actually have in a in a series. You know, you add Calum Ponga, Ben Hunt was another one who had yeah. an enormous impact on the game last night. Um, and you contrast that with last year when we didn't have Latrell uh, and Tom Trebojevic playing for mm. the whole series, and um, you know the, you, you, you just start to be, be heading towards some conclusions that the really big game players like those guys um, often mm. hold the results of the games in their hands. Dave, what what happens now um, in your role? So uh, it's a fantastic series win um, wrap up. Do you start planning for next year? What, what what's what's the role of the New South Wales Rugby League now? Oh, in, in my role, State of yep. Origin is actually only quite a small part of what we do. Mm. So, you know, we have nearly 110,000 players, men and women, who who play rugby league in the state. And so mm. we have uh, uh, multiple competitions that we administer. And so uh, as soon as lockdown finishes, we'll be getting back to uh, running those competitions again and, uh, and, and all of the development that's associated with uh, – the, the, the young boys and girls that, that that come into the system in terms of state of state of origin specifically, uh, Freddie and his team will do a review uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, probably in the next six weeks or so, they'll have a break probably for about a month and not think about too much. I mean, because it's a, it's a really draining yeah. um, sort of thing emotionally. So in about six weeks, they'll do a review and they'll start thinking about next year. And then from about uh, November onwards, um, you know, they, they start seriously thinking about um, uh, where they're at. And January, from January, pretty much uh, it's, it's a week-by-week week proposition. Uh, they're right into it again. We um, have got to do a little bit of thinking about next year, Shane, in terms of our off-field staff because I, I think that it's highly unlikely that um, Craig Fitzgibbon, for instance, will be able to spend the time um, to be part of the off-field staff because of his new role at Cronulla. So gotcha. Freddie's probably got to think about um, about what the off-field staff uh, looks like um, in the absence of someone like Craig. Wasn't the women's contest brilliant? I know that we didn't get the win, but Dave, it just shows the exponential growth in that game. It was such a spectacle and uh, it's just on the rise, isn't it? Yeah, and we, we had our opportunities in that game as well, Tim, and we didn't sort of really nail it. But that's a team that's on the improve. Uh, Kylie Hilda in her first year as um, the coach of that team, I thought, did a wonderful job. Um, you know, like five years ago, Tim, we had 5,000 uh, mm. uh, women and, and, and young girls playing the game. Uh, five years later, we've got 25,000. That's an wow. enormous growth um, like off, off a small base. But, you know, that, that's a, it, it's, it's one of the most exciting areas of development for our whole game. Now, Dave, I've got a big challenge for you for next year, mate, and, and this is my challenge. I want three games in New South Wales State of Origin next year. I want one at the SCG. I want one at the SF um, out at uh, Homebush, and I want one at Manly so I can just walk down the road and watch it. Can we do it? Um, Shane, my challenge is to, to, to you is to make sure that there's no um, coronavirus in um, in Sydney this time next year. I want it completely eliminated. And okay. if you can completely eliminate it for me, um, I'll undertake to do my very best to deliver those three games for you. We're, well, I, I hate being political, but everyone just needs to get bloody vaccinated. Everyone needs to get done. Uh, Trotto, look, uh, New South Wales, uh, we win the series. It's been a real ray of light in a, in a dark few weeks in, in other parts of, of the world. So uh, well done to you and Freddie and the whole gang and uh, go the Mighty Blues. Thanks, Tim. It has been a, it has been a great uh, few weeks for New South Wales Rugby League uh, in particular, but for New South Wales as, as, as a whole. They've got a fantastic team to, to celebrate and we should really... Uh, celebrate their successes this season. Yeah, great job, Trotto. Well done, mate. Take care. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, of course, former Wallaby. He's my co-host of our weekly rugby podcast called The Running Game. It's Matt Dunning. Are we seeing the emergence of a new asset class in the sports sector? How was the breakaway football super league to be financed? How much was that private equity investment into volleyball? What are investors' plans for Davis Cup tennis? I'm Reese Lenarduzzi, the Head of Advisory at Athlon Partners, a global fund and corporate advisory firm specialising in the investment and acquisition of sports organisations and sports assets. I'm also host of the all-new podcast, Sportonomic. Join me as I speak to industry experts, athletes, stakeholders and other key players to uncover the curtain engine and machinations of sport. Each week, I venture beyond the mere headlines and into the depths of the issues surrounding sports business, sports law sports economics and finance. Find us on your favourite podcast app. Sportonomic, sponsored by Athlon Partners. Come find out about the emerging universe of sports capital at athlonpartners.com. Time to talk the game they play in heaven, rugby union. And I tell you what, Matt Dunning, a former Wallaby, joins us now. This French side, there's about four Andre the Giants in there. <laughs> They're big lads, aren't they? It's, um, they've got some really big lads and they're uh, very passionate. 
and we've got a really interesting test series. Uh, one all. Uh, the French should have never lost that first test. They, that was a game they had won. Mm. Ridiculous. And conversely, Australia should have won that second test in the end uh, when they got ahead in that that last uh, sort of scrum, which really let them down when they've been so good all game. You know, it was just uh, yeah, we got we got we got a decider, uh, and uh, let's see how we go. So just on that, Matty, on the size of these guys, um, have you noticed? I think it's just in general in sport that athletes seem to be getting bigger and bigger and faster, don't they? Are definitely getting bigger. Look, the Australian pack actually outweighed the French pack if you sort of if you go by the numbers they put on the screen. But because mm. um, Tupo weighs about one hundred and ninety. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, <laughs> as, 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 as you're saying, yeah, um, that, that's it's an average man. But yeah, they've got some big men. You know, they've got some big men. Um, they're good runners and and they're, they're hard on the ball. And that was that was the difference for mine um, in the test. Uh, on Tuesday night was, you know, we just turned over too, too, too many balls and scoring opportunities. You know, they pilfered ball from the Wallabies. Uh, mm. We dropped a lot of ball. We, you know, forward passes, lost line outs. Like, you know, there was, there was a lot of turnovers the French created and, and we gave away. Uh, and that was the difference. And, look, we've got to put in a whole thing. You know, the Wallabies played an up-tempo and they played a style of game which uh, reminded me very much of a Kiwi-like style of football. Mm. High pace, lots of ball movement. You know, really attractive brand. I really liked it, but they weren't able to execute that that, that style as well. And I, I, th- I think that was probably the, the noticeable thing. I was really encouraged with the style of rugby they played. I loved it, but they just didn't weren't able to execute it as, as, as well yet. And so maybe that's going to take time. It's those mistakes. It's those mistakes, isn't it? And let's 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 face it. Nick's not there. James O'Connor's not there. And it really, those were pivotal mistakes in pivotal pivotal parts of the ground at pivotal times. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I like what you said as well. As I was going to say next is, you know, we're just lacking sort of key leadership in those key playmaker roles. And I think you know the ability to play that style of football and then kick to the corners on the front foot and just to mix it up. I think someone like James O'Connor. Uh, Nick White will definitely bring that. So, look, it's encouraging. Um, you know, I, I, the thing I hate about test matches is every test is a test. What I love about rugby is that every test match is a test. So it's, it's important as the next one. But I hate when people say building or doing anything like that. But, um, you know, we will win the series next week uh, and, and all will be forgiven, hopefully. Yeah, Matty, I was, um, I was sort of – I wasn't critical, but I was asking the question earlier this year around Hooper. I think he's played – 107 test matches now, and he's captained most of them. Um, he hasn't got a great winning record, but he, as a player, once again, he was brilliant, um, world-class you know, tackles and, and, and try on, on, on Tuesday, I should say. But, uh, yeah, he's captsy. Um, do we stick with him? Well, I thought he played. I thought I agree with you, Shane. I thought he was excellent. Look, mm. he, he, you know, a winning captain record is only as good as the team you got and the, and the performance you put out there. Look, I... I who, who do you put up ahead of him? That's the question, yeah. I guess. And and no one jumps out for mine. One, no one's just in the team is going to be starting every week and be there. And then mm. I think definitely going to be there. And two, I, I don't see anyone who's um, who, who can do a better job than him. So yeah. that, that's yeah. the issue you got is you know is um, I think I captained I, I captained a few rugby sides in my younger days, not because I was any good, but I was, you know the best of a bad bunch, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's he, he's their best player. And I'm not saying Mike was a bad captain by any means. He's, he's a great captain. Um, but for me, I think he's the man for the job, and I think he's 
He's doing a good job. He's definitely got the respect, respect of the players, mm. and he's at a great worth ethic. And he's their best player. Uh, so that's the thing, isn't he? Like, you take him out of that team the other day, and they don't win at, at all in game one or get anywhere near game two. So we'll watch how uh, the third test match goes. Matty, um, you're holding up well? Mate, yeah, lockdown's a bit of pain in the backside. You know, not going to play at my golf course because I'm outside a 10K radius, 11K is a bit ridiculous. Oh, and uh, um, I. I haven't. I don't have to worry about homeschool because my kids are a bit younger. So I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. I couldn't imagine doing that. That would be that'd bring any man to tears. I reckon homeschooling. Well, mate, if anyone doesn't know uh, Matty Dunning, he loves his golf probably more than rugby. So you being one kilometre outside your golf course range would be doing your head in. I'm sure, mate. Mm, yeah, I've had I've had the lawnmower in the backyard setting up a putting green. Uh, Matty, good to talk to you. And of course, love doing the running game with you. Catch it uh, for you rugby fans. It's released at the end of each week. Thanks a lot, boys. Great to be on the show. And- and uh, you can't wait to the next episode of Running Games. Go on, gangbusters. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, fellas. Keep it up. Great stuff. That's it for Afternoon Sports today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen because we'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it at all. A big thank you goes out to our guests, David Trodden and Matt Dunning. And thanks to Spartan Sports. www.spartansportshq.com. And the great man, our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with a daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.